Welcome back to the Profit Your Knowledge podcast. Today's guest is Zandra Bonick. She is your go-to financial coach and strategist specializing in empowering entrepreneurs to take control of their financial destiny. Uh, she had a very thriving career in finance within different luxury chains across Europe and the United States. And then she took her entrepreneurial plunge, which we're going to learn about. Really the topic though that we kind of game planned uh, was what she really specializes in, which is finding and fixing money leaks that we have. Now, it doesn't matter where you're at in your business. If you're just getting started or thinking about starting, you got to learn how to get your money in order because you're going to have to make some investments because you don't know what you don't know and learn some different things. But even if you've been in business for a while and you're like, I'm making a bunch of money, but where's it going? This is going to be super impactful for you. So I'm excited for this. Let's dive into it. How are you doing today, Zandra? I'm good, James. Thank you for having me on the show. Yeah, super stoked for this. I think it's a really important topic. It's like people get so excited about earning money, but then when it comes to like keeping your money and being smart <laughs> and intentional with the money, it's like, well, that's a, that's a whole different conversation. So um, I want to start this off by just hearing a bit about your story. What made you decide to become an entrepreneur? Because that's not like the path that we're taught growing up. And how did you get into what you're teaching today and turn that into your business? Um, yeah, that is actually kind of fun because I actually never wanted to be an entrepreneur, which is not what most people would say. I was like, it's so stable to be in corporate. Uh, I did my studies. Then I worked for, like you said, several luxury hotels uh, over Europe. And I had a really good career path and I was I'm not going to lie, I was pretty stressed out in the end. Uh, but what happened was I lost my job with COVID. And um, I'm also an immigrant. So uh, I needed to wait for my green card. And for a while, I couldn't work. And it was the stability I thought I had with a corporate job just wasn't there. And I realized it's like just having one stream of income is not as secure as people let us think it is. Um, then after COVID, I actually kind of didn't want to go back to what I was doing before. I was also in the Bay Area, San Francisco Bay Area, which actually was hit really business-wise, really bad with COVID. So even when the hotels started to open up again, it was not the same. Like the everything was just really down. So it was hard for them to rehire. Then I started working for an entrepreneur. And I really loved how he was so passionate about what he was doing which I don't think you see as often in corporate it's more like this is my job this is what I'm going to come here to do every day and what really hit me was so many entrepreneurs are very good at what they're doing not so good with money and I started talking to more and more entrepreneurs and the things that are kind of basic for me which it should be because I've done it for a long time um was a lot of entrepreneurs are struggling financially and it's not to you know, ding them or make them feel bad about themselves. And it's also definitely nothing to feel ashamed about. It's more that they are so busy with providing for their clients that the finances are kind of an afterthought. Then, you know, they're like, how much money do I have left? And it's like a surprise more than like an intention that they are working towards. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so that's where I wanted help. <laughs> it's actually funny because I've talked with a lot of different people who do financials for many different people, but entrepreneurs are also part of their clientele. And they say that a lot that people's just like, yeah, they make money. They'll make like 10 to 20 grand a month, but that money is just 
disappears or it's like it, it it just doesn't get accounted for. And I'm all about like investing yourself. I think it's great that you know, mm -hmm. you're making money in your business, especially when you're getting the ball rolling, like work a job on the side or something where you can make some money and take care of yourself or pay for your gas and food and stuff like that. Uh, and whatever you make in your business, you can just reinvest it. Uh, but there comes a point where it's like, this is kind of your life. And I feel like people are just very sporadic with their money. And I'm not claiming that I'm going to be perfect by this in any way. Uh, I invest in my own financial kind of coaching as well. And I put a lot of time into that because <clears throat> the way you handle your money is so, so important. And I'm, I mean, you know this more than most people. Uh, so what was it about this entrepreneur that you worked with that made you decide like, I want to do this myself? And how, like, what was kind of the thought process of like, this is what I'm good at with my knowledge. I'm going to make money doing that. I think it was, I love, okay. So one of the things when I actually did work in corporate and I realized what was my favorite thing to do was that kind of like when you work in a big, big hotel, every department is actually run like its own business. Like the spa doesn't really, they, there's some coherence, right? But like the spa doesn't worry about necessarily how the restaurant is doing. They're focusing on them. So there's a head of department and by and when I closed the month, every month, they came in and have a meeting with me to go over their numbers. First of all, I was actually shocked how little they knew about their numbers. Some of them, not all. I worked with some really great people. Uh, and then I taught them and I had trainings with them and I got them to feel empowered. And it was so fun in the beginning. They didn't always like me because they're like, well, you're finance. You should know. And I said, I hear you, but I can only tell you what the numbers are you can tell me the story how they got there we need to work together to figure out how these happened and the people that really embraced that i loved when they came in and they were like sandra here are my numbers this is what happened and i like that was my favorite part of my job mm. but with entrepreneurs it's like you're doing that all the time you're empowering them first of all like I could do the favorite part of my job over and over, which is like what I like to boast to really help them understand their numbers. And number two, I think it's something so beautiful about people doing their passion and want to do what they're best at and like me helping them doing that so they can do the best for their clients, you know? Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah. And just, I mean, for themselves too, because when you have yeah. money and you take care of it, like you can, you can have more freedom. <laughs> you can like exactly. be truly independent, which is, is huge. And then move that money around. Uh, one thing we talked about, you know, before we hit record was just like intentionality with your money. Can you, can you explain to me kind of what, what intentionality with your money really means to you, you know, based on your experience and working with these people? Sure. And also first with, with myself, because I think it's very important to notice, I think we all have done mistakes, if we want to call it that, with money. But something I've noticed is, like, I like to first really get behind what is the goal behind the goal. And when I say that, or, like, or your why, or whatever you want to call it, is that you tell me, like, I want to make 10000 20000 a month. And I'm like, sure, that sounds great. Okay, but, like, how is that going to look? And really dig in on that, because there are people who definitely meet their money goals, but work 80, 100 hours a week, right? Mm. First of all, I don't think that's sustainable financially either because if you run down, like eventually something is going to break, right? It's, it's, it's just the way your body works. Uh, so I don't think it's 
money wise is not actually the most the best solution but also i think being intentional is about understanding your goal as a whole if i say that like if you were telling me like i want to make twenty thousand a month and i'm like okay great i'm not a sales coach so the sales is going to be separate a little bit like but apart from that how do you want that to structure how often do you want to talk to clients how often do you want to do this do you want to be able to take vacation how many times like and then kind of structuring it around that. But even if you're making 20,000, are you spending, which I know people have done, 10, 15,000 on ads? Well, then you're going to have 5,000 left in the end. Is that really what you want? So really digging into like, first of all, how do you want your life to like, because whatever you're doing, whatever job you're doing, entrepreneur or not, you want your whole, you're making money to support your life, right? The life you want to live. So you almost need to start there. Like, how do I want to live and then build on that and then like play around with the puzzle pieces. So you have built like a, a structure that supports that. And that's how you can sp spend with intention. Um, because then you're like, okay, I really want to, I'm not against ads, by the way, I'm learning it at the moment, but like, if you want to do ads or uh, you want to do, I don't know, you're like, no, I really want to go out and meet people. So I'm going to do a lot of networking or whatever it might be. Then when you spend money, you're going to be, if you have clear goals, you're going to be able to spend in line with those goals. If that is what you want to do, then maybe buying a course or getting something else, it's actually not in line with the goals and it's easier to say no. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that, yeah. That's like if you're if you're really big on relationships and you wanna mm -hmm. do like the networking, like you said, and then you start paying for ads. It's like, what what are you doing? Exactly. Like that is not exactly what you want to do. And so I think it's people don't believe that, but like starting working on your finances is actually first to start working with how do you want your life to look like? How what do you feel secure? Have you ever spent because of fear? Because I know I have. I spent because I thought fear of missing out. You know, you're like, oh, this is the last time and I can do that. And then afterwards, and this can be like, especially as a woman, I'm like, I bought clothes and I'm like, yeah, it was on sale and now it's still in my wardrobe and I'm not using it. Right. I think that happens to everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, I have to clear out my, my closet. Uh, but no, I totally get what you mean because, you know, if your goal is to, and that's kind of where your zone of genius is too, I think it's important to understand that, which comes with experience and trying things. But if you're like, I just love talking to people, I love building relationships, it's a much better use of your money and time to invest in going to a big conference where those people are hanging out or the people you want to connect with are hanging out or to even in when you're there if you have money left over it you know allotting that you could pay for a dinner with a specific person or group of people that you really want to connect with you know because that's going to deepen your relationship more time whatever it is so that's way smarter than you being like yeah i really want to do networking but i'm going to just start running ads to a webinar to like sell a pro exactly <laughs> It's not really gonna, it's just out of, out of alignment. Exactly. I mean, yeah. I think it's really big. Um, and I like the idea of just, especially with like, like it's the end of December at the time of this recording to just really think about what is the, uh, like, how do you want 2024 to look or just whatever the next year is, whoever's listening to this at whatever time, uh, or even this year too. And I think mm -hmm. it's really important to, I, I like, I did an exercise like this recently where we did a whole end of the year review and kind of planning for the next year. 
And I think it's really important to do that. And it could be, you could find your own way of doing this, but thinking about what worked this year, what didn't work, uh, and then game planning the major areas, you know, and you can decide what that is for you, but there's health, wealth, relationships, there's specific to your finances, which kind of is umbrella under uh, wealth, but there's earning, like, what do I want to hit as a financial goal for this year? Like my goal realistically, but even, even like vacations, what would you love to experience this year? And I think that all of this, even though it, we're talking about finances, it does play into finances because that's part of life. That's how we do all these things is with your finances. So getting really dialed in with what it is that you really want to experience and then you can allot and save your money for those different things. If it is taking a vacation, like save it for the trip, for the plane ticket or whatever. So I think it's a great place to start. Um, money leaks are your big thing. Zandra, what are money leaks and how can we start to spot them in our life or business? So for me, I think everyone has their own definition. Um, I don't really buy into you need to live on rice and beans for a year and to make sure, you know, like that being said, that works for some people. Right. So I'm not, you know, me on the other hand, I know it's like, okay. So I had a baby last year and it took me a really long time to start losing weight. And that's why actually some of these, my analogies comes from, it's like, if I was just depriving myself, you would find me in the corner, like eating chocolate. Right. And I think the same thing happens to money, at least for me, if I just feel deprived. Right. Um, it's, I think it is finding what's really important and then finding, and actually the more I've, I've done this work, the more I've, it's easier to say no to stuff, like stuff I wasn't expecting because I'm like, that is not in line with what I want to do. Like, I, I, I don't see myself enjoying this later. You know, like I said, like if it's a sweater or whatever, oh, it's cheap. And I'm like, yeah, but do I really like it? No. Okay. It's not aligned with my values. So that becomes really clear. But for me, it is really be clear on your vision. And I also do think this changes all the time. That's why I 100% agree with you doing like a stock take on like, how do I want the next year, the next six months to look? Um, and then like, finding a way that you're like this so for example i've done a whole podcast episode about that in my private cosmic feed but like about the coffee you know starbucks is a big one lattes <laughs> yes and and by the way i love them and i had one this morning so i'm not but i find a way to do it at home that would actually save my money but i still enjoyed it as much do you know what i mean like mm. And, and then I maybe go to Starbucks twice a week, right? So, like, I find a way that I don't feel deprived. It's not the cheapest coffee, but let's be honest, all of us, like, if you drink cheap coffee every day, you're going to hate it, right? Like, so let's be nice to ourselves. So uh, with this long-winded explanation, what I'm trying to say is get clear what's really important for you. If you, like, you know, like, if there is certain trainings, certain whatever in your life, that you're like, I love going to Pilates. It's a bit expensive, but that is like my one joy. Or I, for me, it's very important. This is not me, but if it is like, I like a really good glass of wine once a week, go ahead. But then the rest, the things that are not like stuff you really enjoy are really important for your goals, for your well-being, whatever, they need to start going. And it's also like, do I need this luxury item or is it because I want to look good in for others? It's And why I'm also talking about private finance is because I really buy into how you do one thing is how you're doing everything. Okay. I have, I have wants to meet the person who is like, Oh, 
I'm really good with my business finances, but at home I'm spending everything. Like most of these things kind of go together, um, especially for entrepreneurs. So I think it's all about really narrowing in what's important and then see a way. And I'm going to give a few examples. Like when we closed a lot, first of all, negotiate everything. Like I'm talking with your banks, you know, the fees you get, your interest rate, whatever it might be, like business or personal, those can be uh, your rent, you know, like I even have been able to, but we didn't stay at that daycare to actually negotiate daycare, something someone thinks is not possible, but it is. Um, All of those, if it's, you know, big hitters, always negotiate. And I mean, don't mean it in a bad way, just be like, hey, is this the best plan for us? And like, look at other options that might be cheaper for you because that can be a money leak subscriptions like you and me mentioned before like i think all of us needs to do this like once a quarter because they sneak up on you <laughs> you're like i have i have these new subscription do i need them um bundle a lot of insurances and stuff like that you can bundle both for business and for your personal stuff though can be like big ones and i do think it's boring. This is not my favorite thing, but please look at your subscriptions once a year um, or like your insurance. One thing that people don't think of it as a money leak, but I do, is that if you can outsource something of, let, let me just say, you need to have enough business coming in for this, right? But please don't do tasks that you are not good at or not quick at when someone, you can pay someone less to do it quicker than you so you can focus on money like making activities because I see a lot of people do that because they're like, yeah, but I'm capable of doing it. And I'm like, I hear you. But if you can make more money somewhere else, first of all, it's, and this is not your zone of genius or whatever, like it might take you four hours. You might pay someone to do it in one hour. And in those four hours, you could make more money. Yeah. Well, yeah. And this is like, that's like multiplying time basically. Yes. Because when, when one thing's happening, that you're doing something else is happening in the background that's also efficient oh that's yeah a whole topic for, <laughs> for yeah but, no i i agree i think it, that's like that goes back to the intentionality because mm-hmm. you're talking like we game plan the entire year what i want my year to look like you're like i think it's important to think about how many hours you want to work because like you said people are working 80 hours a week and they're maybe making good money, like maybe, you know, decent money, 10, 10 grand a month or something, which people would be like, Oh my God, that'd be amazing. But like at what expense 80 hours a week is a lot of work. And if you can figure out how to do that in 20 hours a week, and still make the same income or even double it or compound it over time to where it's, you know, 30 grand a month or something, which is totally possible. It just requires thinking about things differently. And that's one example. It's yes, it would cost you more money, but it's you being more intentional with that money so that you can ultimately live that ideal life that you really have. Exactly. And if I may ask something that I think people, I've seen a lot of people online now, I think this is not exactly closing money leak, but I just want people to be aware of it, is that I see so many people now sharing income and comparing themselves. And I heard a lot of entrepreneurs, it's really stressing them out, right? And And sometimes even profit margins, okay? First of all, I want people to be very, that's why it's good to have your own intentions to not get like too sidetracked of these things. It's because, and I mean this with all the love, it doesn't matter what anyone else is doing. Like it really doesn't matter for your life at all. Um, It is really 
dangerous to compare and I'm not I have been there it has like given me a lot of you know oh maybe I should do this whatever the thing is you don't know how the back end works you don't know how many hours to do they don't know actually how much profit they have and even the people I know that has shared profit then later told me stuff they don't they don't include in their business expenses and I'm like well then that's not really your profit right so whatever numbers people are putting out there if you don't see the whole picture it's like it it doesn't matter it's like seeing a very photoshopped photo like you don't know exactly what was retouched and um i really want people to think about that one of the actually a coach i have worked with i was just in a retreat with her she used to make a million dollar years like two years in a row or something now she makes less she decided to get rid of her childcare and work around her son's nap schedule and she makes less money now but she spent she doesn't have any childcare which is less cost right but also like she thinks it's like a year or two before he starts pre-k so this is important for her and she still has a booming business and it really goes back to what you said to think about things differently she does stuff that everyone is like that is impossible but she's like no you just need to change the way you think and um be very clear on what's included what a few people said on that retreat as well is what i want people to be clear on many of people are playing around with how much home pay they're taking and that's not wrong that's like strategic of them but once again that's also playing into your profit margins right so like this is you don't know anyone's whole story when they're sharing it online and some people are making no profit for tax reasons and because they have a whole strategy with it. And that is okay. Some people are making 60% profit, but they're not including all the expenses and they don't have a strategy. So that's what I kind of really want to teach people that don't compare yourself. It's your business. It's your life. However you want to do it. Yeah. I think that that's, that's really good. And this kind of plays into something we spoke about before we hit record. I'm pretty sure mm -hmm. it was about like FOMO. <laughs> Mm -hmm. you know? and that's like what they play on and then there's countdown timers and that sort of stuff and that's fine you know i mean people do it but i think we have to just be smart and be i think we i think people need to slow down oh yeah because they get this happens with courses all the time and then people blame online courses which i think is dumb because the same thing happens with books people are like nobody finishes online courses it's because people get put in a frenzy and they start paying for 10 online courses when they only need to focus on one of them. It's not the, it's not the course's fault. It's people's behavior. And it's the same thing with books. People finish, they don't even make it to chapter two. Some crazy, it's like 90% of people don't even read a book to chapter two, but they pay for all these books, but it's like, Oh, books are totally fine to make in online courses to get like the bad look, you know, but it's like, it's people's behavior. That's the thing. And if we just slowed down, we could think and be more intentional about what we're investing in and when. Like when I pay for a course, I pay for one course at a time and I say, this is my sole focus. It's this thing, that's it. And I'm gonna focus on this. And I study it religiously. I implement everything I learn from it. I have folders where I keep everything for it, you know, download whatever I need to. So I have it safe and stored somewhere. And that's like how I can actually get the most out of programs. But like, yeah, people just need to, to slow the heck down because <laughs> we just get so like on the freeway and the mental freeway and trying to build something. And then we see numbers like that. And then, yeah, we compare and we're like, nothing's happening. The thing too, that I just heard this the other day is that it's not comparison isn't bad. 
There's a guy named Adam Grant. I think that was his name. He was on the On Purpose podcast with uh, Jay Shetty. But he was saying that comparison isn't bad. It's envy. And mm. Because it's not like someone's doing something. They're just shining their light. That's awesome. And you see that and you're like, I want my relationship to look like that. I want my body to look like that. I want my business to look like that. That's comparison. And it's totally fine. But it's the envy of saying, I should have that. You shouldn't. You know, how come you get that and I don't? And that's what kills us. So I think that that's really important too, especially with like these numbers. And it just, yeah, it's just, if you slow down, you process kind of what's going on inside of you, then you'll be able to make more intentional decisions. It's really about, and that was very interesting because now I'm, it's almost going to be like I'm backtracking on what I said. It doesn't matter what other people do, but Amanda Francis said that it's, you know, very much a money mentality for women that she was like, look at where you feel envious because that's some that is just a sign of what you want. Mm. You know? But don't make it about that person because it's not, you know? Like, but look at where because she admitted like she's mixing tons of money and she admitted like she had been, I think it's one of I don't remember where she said this. I just remember the story that she said she saw this woman at a flight that has really like they both find first class and she had like a really expensive bag and all of this. And then she saw her really nice big engagement ring and she was like, of course, a man is paying this for her. And then she was like to talk to herself like, hey, I paid for all of this myself. So why shouldn't she be able to? And like, mm -hmm. if I want to have this luxurious life and like stand for it, I also need, I can't judge others you know and so i also think it's important to be like if something is stressing you um a lot with money it's kind of like entrepreneurship in general it really brings up where you have some work to do on yourself mm, yeah ed mylett said that the best personal development program you could ever invest in is entrepreneurship oh yeah <laughs> and that's always stuck with me i heard that years ago and i'm like that's so true because yeah it's it reveals parts of you that you really need to work on and great parts of you too. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's going to challenge you like nothing else. And some people just thrive in that. Like we enjoy that growth, but it's, yeah, it's the ultimate personal development plan you could ever hop in on, not going to some seminar or anything. It's like become an entrepreneur. It's like, if you want to get super lean and fit, join a bodybuilding competition. It's going to force yeah. you to, you know what I mean? I know plenty of people have done that. I'm good personally, but <laughs> I'm happy with like, you know, what I do. I, I like my CrossFit and that's about it. But yeah, I think that, I think it's really important. So, uh, Zandra, a lot of cool stuff here. I, uh, we are going to start to wrap it up here, but I do want to ask you based on your career, being an entrepreneur, what's something that you wish someone would have told you early on? Probably kind of just what we talked about to, to be, um, I definitely went down the rabbit hole and invested in too many courses that I didn't finish all of them. I still have them, you know, and to listen to your, I think this is going to look different for everyone, but kind of listening to your intuition. Like if someone tells you, you're going to find someone who says ads is a waste of money. Someone who says this save mine, you know, whatever. Someone is going to say, go to Pinterest. Someone is going to, you know, you're going to find people who are successful in every single method. Mm. What I wish someone would have told me is like, it doesn't matter which strategy you use. I mean, it matters to some extent, but like, you just need to really get an expert in that strategy and kind of give it some time and 
close out some of the other noise because I have always liked to be an overachiever and like trying to do everything at once just didn't give any momentum. Yeah. Yeah, totally. There's a, um, I used to do construction work and I dealt with high pressure water systems and I forgot what the, the law in physics is, but it basically means that the less branches there are, the more efficient the system is. Mm -hmm. So on a floor, you have a main pressure, which is like where all the water's coming up from the, the main, it's a huge pipe and that supplies the entire building. And you go up to level one, level two, level three, each floor has all these different units to supply the, the air conditioning <clears throat> or the heater or whatever it is. Um, so that water is going up, but if that one main was going straight to one unit, it would be so much more efficient because it doesn't have to branch out into all these different things. Because every branch, it creates less and less pressure. And that's where you have to think about that stuff when you get into real technical systems, which I always thought was interesting, but it, it totally applies to like our energy as well. Yeah. And yeah, I've always thought about that. So it's the, the less you have to focus on, the greater your focus will be. And that is what I think sums up what we're talking about here about intentionality with your money and just your energy in general. Like, should I really buy this course? I know it looks sexy. It looks cool. looks fun. But like, do I really need it at this point in my life and my business journey or just in my journey in general? And if it's like, no, okay, then you can move on. So that's great advice. I really appreciate that. Zandra, it's been great getting to know you. Thanks for sharing all the knowledge nuggets. Where can people get connected with you? It's been great being here too. So thank you. Uh, I'm mostly on Instagram because I'm trying to focus on one platform <laughs> to our point. Uh, so find me on Instagram at Sandra Bonick and I would love to connect with you all. And I'm looking to revamp how I'm giving out more things next year uh, as a part of my strategy. So looking forward to hear everything from you, what you want to see as well. Awesome. Right on. We'll put a link down in the description to get connected with Zandra. Uh, Zandra, Zandra, forgive me if I pronounce it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, uh, so again, to wrap it all up, I mean, I think the biggest thing that you could take from this for the listener is uh, intentionality. Intentionality with everything, with what you're doing, what you're spending your money on, look at your subscriptions and just review where your money's going and be aware of it because I think that that's, that's huge. Um, the more focused you can be on a specific outcome, if you're like, I want to travel this year, what do you need to eliminate and maybe add or whatever? What do you have to do with your finances to make that happen? If I want to really invest in my business and really double down on that, maybe you can get rid of like five of your subscriptions that you barely use like Disney plus. If you don't watch it, if you watch it and that's your thing, whatever, save it. Cause it gives you joy, like paying for lattes. But, um, yeah, just, I think that the intentionality is the thing that I wish more people would really take, you know, really take into consideration and uh, slowing down and just that's going to help with intentionality. So all this being said, I know it's a lot of information, but there's nothing that's going to happen unless you take action. So take what you learned here, get out there, make something happen, and we will see you in the next one.